0: Welcome back again to that Wong amazing talk for everyone to remember. <laughs> I don't know why I did it like that. Uh, that voice from um, remember that Snoop Dogg song, "Ain't No Fun." <laughs> it's that Water podcast. Matt, half white, half Wong. Conversation flows, illusions crash. It's December first week of December. I'm halfway through my pregnancy. (laughs) Me and my wife. Not my pregnancy, right? Well, it kind of is my pregnancy, but you know, I'm not going through the physical body changes that she is. This episode, I want to just talk about my thoughts throughout this first half of the pregnancy things that have been happening how things have been going i'm going to talk about my wife's experience a little bit she doesn't know it (laughs) she's going to be cool with it though things have been really well and i can't so you know i actually want to go back first of all in the beginning of the summer gadget our our newest shih tzu this little six pound of fur, super cute. She's like five and a half pounds, actually, probably. She, she became six pounds, I think, after the pregnancy. Yeah, she's like barely six pounds. But, anyways, our plan was always to have Poyo, who was the last of Nala and Vanderlay. Nala and Vanderlay probably had 30 puppies at least. Poyo was the very last one of the very last litter. We kept him, and our plan was always to breed him with another dog. Here comes Gadget, straight out of Las Vegas last year. More so than any of the dogs we've ever owned in the past, Gadget eats a lot of human food and when I say that I don't mean like processed food like she actually doesn't like like it's funny she wants real food like she eats everything I eat that's safe for her and we've learned too that like man with dogs like they can eat like almost anything I mean the only things that basically she doesn't get grapes, raisins chocolate everything else she'll eat mangoes, apples, pears, pomegranates, pumpkin, broccoli, Uh, I got this coyote squash, trying to think what else we got here, Uh, pineapples, um, you name it, beets, uh, cauliflower, mushrooms, I learned that dogs can eat mushrooms, nuts. Dried fruit, nut butters, like she she eats all this shit. And actually, too, sometimes so we give her beans sometimes and like you know the 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 dips that we make. Um, they could even have a little onion and garlic. I mean, I never give them just onion and garlic, but I'm not worried if I have. Some onion and garlic in a food, like a pasta sauce or something like this, and if I give it to them, guacamole. Garlic, actually, in small amounts can be good for them. It could reduce fleas on them. What I'm getting at is she's really plant-based. Like What we do typically, too, is I bake them potatoes now. Basically, I've learned that, you know, think about it. The fucking dog food you buy them is trash. Especially the, uh, the kibble dog food, right? I mean, imagine. It would be like giving them... Uh, it would be like giving a human just fucking kicks or like, what was that, total or something like that all the time, right? Just this cereal. And granted, like, they could live off that, you know what I mean? But think about it. Most people give them these fucking foods approved by like what the fucking vet and the akc or whatever the fuck but think about this also i mean most dogs end up getting like the same fucking sicknesses over and over again and we think that what oh it's just dogs they just get these sicknesses i mean think about it the 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 diets of human beings determines the sicknesses that they get you don't think the diets of your dog determines the sicknesses that they get So when I see in uh, dog foods what they're eating, right, the things that are supposedly in there, I mean, it's almost like a fucking supplement, like you think about it, like they just extracted all this shit, it's not live anymore, and they put it into this hard kibble thing, right? So when I see those foods, I go, oh, look, they could eat avocados, oh, look, they could eat sweet potatoes, oh, look, they could eat brown rice, like, you know. Why don't I just give them these foods? Eggs, you know what I mean? Like, way better for them. I mean, I'll admit I don't buy organic for them. I buy, like, just regular eggs. I just buy, like, you know, cheapest potatoes I can. Like, But, you know, humans lived off potatoes. There were certain humans they lived off potatoes at one time. Like, you could live off potatoes. So I'll just fucking pierce a potato, put it in the oven for an hour, cut that shit up for them later, they love it. Why am I going through all this? We saw eight, seven or eight, nine births that Nala had. And uh, Nala was much bigger, twice the size of Gadget. And even for a Shih tzu, that's still not like a big Shih Tzu. Like Maria grew up with Shih Tzus. So that's why we first got Vanderlay, and she wanted Shih Tzus. And yes, If you're thinking Vanderlei, like Vanderlei Silva, the axe murderer, (laughs) yeah, if you don't know MMA, like, yeah, we got Vanderlei at the time that Vanderlei Silva of the UFC, formerly of Pride, like when we first got him, Vanderlei Silva was on a 21 fight win streak. He and Fedor were probably my favorite fighters, but Vanderlei, like, you know, I I really liked Kazushi Sakuraba, and Vanderlei was destroying Kazushi Sakuraba. Vanderlei had been destroying Quentin Rampage Jackson. Like, he was fucking, he was devastating. As soon as we get Vanderlei, I named Vanderlei Vanderlei, he loses to, um, I think, Arona first, maybe. He loses a, a few fights in a row. He loses so he gets knocked out by Krokop. Um that was that was bad. And then he comes over to the UFC and like he doesn't do as as good as uh as he was. So yeah. He started a downhill kind of in his career when we got our first Shih Tzu. But Maria's original Shih Tzus that she had, and you may have seen this Shih Tzus are like, you know, they were eight you know, it was like an eighteen pound, twenty pound Tzu. And then we have Nala and Vanderlei, and they're like twelve they're like 11, 12, 13 pounds. Poyo is like nine. Gadget five and a half six. So we were concerned, like, oh man, is, is gadget gonna be okay with the pregnancy? Like how's the you know can she get pregnant? Is she, you know, is she going to be able to deliver? Is she going to need a C-section? Are we going to need to like go in or something? And I say all this because, again, gadget literally like so. What's cool with small dogs too is like you don't need to feed them a lot, you know, like which is I think pretty cool. Like so, with her having a pretty much plant-based diet like I, we don't we don't buy meat i mean maria gets she'll she might get some meat um if i buy maria meat i'm buying her organic grass-fed uh sirloin or or tri-tip or the ribeye i think is it the ribeye i don't know whatever the fucking fancy shit is i'm buying her that she prepares it for herself she'll give that to the dogs just a little bit off her plate or if she gets something with meat at the uh, at, a, at a restaurant, she'll give that to the dogs. But otherwise they they rarely get meat. They're mostly getting plants. And what's crazy is Poyo didn't grow up like this. So there's a lot of stuff Poyo like not eat, but Gadget sees Gadget's my girl. <laughs> and she sees me eating shit. She sees me eating the food and she's like, "Oh, okay, let me eat it." But again, I say all all of this, because her pregnancy, her actual uh, birth, like, you know, her, her, what do you call that? Her natal? <laughs> what do you, uh, the, uh, you know, conception, conceiving, you know, the whole process of, of the puppies coming out of her, right? Super smooth, went really well. She was able to deliver. And the puppies are very strong, like really healthy looking, really big. They were doing things way earlier also than um, our dogs had done in previous litters. Our puppies in previous litters had done. Opening their eyes, starting to walk on their own. They did this earlier than, than other puppies had. They were stronger. So, what's that about? And, too, like, again, through the breastfeeding, like, you know... Granted, like, at this point, we up her, um, we give her yogurt, and we give her um, more eggs, and we give her goat's milk. But this is something we've always done with Nala, too. But no problems. Never needed to go to the vet for anything. Like, never got any any of the sicknesses. You know, one time Nala got preeclampsia, and it was fucking wild. It was, like, in one of the first litters, like, maybe the very first litter or the second litter. She was fucking ticking, like I remember it looked like she was like pop locking. She was like tick 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 tick, tick 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 tick, like her body was fucking moving in fucking wild ass ways, and then we had to go to emergency vet, but anyways, I say all of this because this just furthered my own belief that, okay. There's something to the diet like, you know, that 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 will make these things like go really smooth, you know. And now over the course of this last six months since we've gotten pregnant and, and let me tell you something else, too. Like I've had a lot of family that have been concerned and I, you know, I have friends, too. I mean, they're not concerned for me necessarily, I guess, in that way, but like just in general. Me and my wife were 38 years old. We're 2 days apart. I understand that a lot of people, you know, there's these risks involved, right, with with pregnancy at this age. But these things are based on observations in the population. And let's just be honest, for most people once they go from about 18 to 28 or Yeah, 28 even now, or to 38, their diets are just getting worse and worse and worse, you know, because people get solidified in those diets. And why? Because, I I mean, I I might sound like a broken record at this point, but it's because of the gut microbiome. Your gut has four times more connections to your brain than your spinal cord does. These single-celled organisms in your gut are telling your brain what to eat. They want these foods. So when you start eating trash and you start pushing out certain colonies of bacteria because you're not feeding them with apples or you're not feeding them with leafy greens or you're not feeding them with beans or you're not feeding them with rice. like, And instead, you're feeding them with sugary... Processed, oiled foods, you start to develop other species in your gut. And they want to not die. Especially, too, think about it. If you've never eaten some of these things, like if you've never eaten certain fruits or veggies, like, you know, so you've never craved those things. You don't even have the species anymore in your gut. So now when you go to eat these things, you go to eat some pomegranates, you go to eat some dates. You go to eat some black beans or kidney beans, like you, your body can't even handle it, and then that further tells you erroneously that those foods aren't good for you. I just can't eat those foods. I do better with Lay's. I do better with Taco Bell. Like Taco Bell doesn't, you know. I'm just used to this. Like this is just what my body eats pot pies and pizzas and, you know, whatever other stupid fucking frozen foods they got, you know? So I had an inkling that like, okay, there's something going on. So, okay, let's go back. I'm even going to go back now to this. I knew in my heart and, you know, we are the stories that we tell ourselves but I knew in my heart that whenever I stopped pulling out, we were going to have kids. I just knew this. I was not worried about the age that we were, get, we, were, we were approaching because I knew that we lived really healthy. I knew that I took a lot of time to learn how to cook, to learn how to look at ingredients, to learn which ingredients are bad for us. I spent a lot of time to learn how it is we need to sleep, when we need to sleep, how it is we could sleep better, what it is that keeps us up, what ways in which we need to move our body so that we get our lymph going, so that we're having the best cardiovascular results that we can. And I learned how to read... I know that sounds ridiculous, but I mean, like, read it, like, and comprehend. If you've heard me in other podcasts before, like, um, I believe reading comprehension is really important. But further, that also, like, meditating in the sense of I spend time on the yoga mat. I'll take Buddhist sayings. And then I'll go them go over them in my head, over and over and over again. So it's why I typically feel like, you know, I could listen to people, but I could also give people um, platitudes or things. You know, well, platitudes is sometimes used in a um, not in a good way. Like I could give people uh, phrases of power, I believe. Because I have worked on giving myself phrases of power and my wife and family and friends, clients. Like, you know, I try to I understand that I have a much more deeper understanding of our own minds and how our body and mind are connected. And that's not I'm not saying in any way that like I've mastered these things. I'm not the monk or any shit like this. Like I'm just I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. That's not the song. But you know, like <laughs> all I'm getting at is that there's a lot of elements of health. It's not just working out. It's not just your diet. It's also stretching and it's not just stretching your physical body but stretching of your mind so i knew that as soon as we decided hey let's do this because another thing too our plan is that next year at this time maria will be pregnant again uh maria and her sister best friends they're a year apart me and all my siblings more than a year apart and um With the way that we want our children to be, we know that in this world to have them close in age so that they can build one another up and they can support one another with the values that we're going to try to instill in this household, that that will be best for our family and our future. And I know some people think well, that's fucking crazy. Like, you're not the one that's going through pregnancy. We'll see, like, how that is for your wife. Like, you know. But here's the thing. Like, when I talk so much about the microbiome, like, like I'm not, like, go listen to Will Bulsiewicz. Go put in, go Google gut microbiome, mater- like, maternal microbiome. Go YouTube that even. Go gut microbiome and pregnancy. Um, this is one guy's talk this one guy has a talk I was looking at it earlier what is it called Bowels Gone Wild I think some doctor um, but this guy it talks about how uh, if you look up Bowels Gone Wild microbiome, microbiome strategies for age reversal he talks about certain just two bacteria that if are found in the mother like reduce all of these symptoms for the baby you could look this up just go look up maternal microbiome and and uh breastfeeding or maternal microbiome and colic or maternal microbiome and you know whatever the fuck your baby has that you you know sleep uh you know baby sleeping like a lot of our lives are determined by these single cell organisms in our gut Think about this shit right now. We used to eat over 100 grams of fiber a day. In America, the daily recommended value is 25. And most people aren't getting 15. Just think about that. And fiber is all digested only... By your single-celled organisms in your gut you don't digest fiber so i'm saying all of this to say and or oh, look up also gut microbiome infertility go look it up i'm not lying about any of this shit and this shit's all new new there's a reason why fucking you haven't heard it i mean i'm on i'm on the youtubes watching fucking old doctors fucking i'm watching guys that have you know new york times bestseller books i'm watching guys that fucking run their own holistic centers that practice medicine they're mds like will bolsewicz like these dudes uh, i can't remember what this woman's name is this fucking australian chick like dr mark hyman will Lee, like you know um josh axe like you know i think he has a channel like uh Tom Bilyeu, he interviews a lot of these people. I'm not bold. Like, it would be fucking crazy if I just thought that I could just make this shit up, too. Like, if you're listening to this and you just think, oh, that sounds nice. Like, I'm extremely passionate about this because it's so fucking amazing. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Because I eat, like... then, And the other thing, it's not like, don't get caught up with eating the same fucking apple all the time. Buy different apples. By different pairs. I used to eat just watermelons. Seedless watermelons. But when I started learning more about the gut microbiome. And it's effects. On everything in our lives. Sleep. Obesity. Anxiety. Depression. Alzheimer's. Cancers. Heart disease. When I started learning all this shit. I was like holy fucking shit. Especially to. Okay. You know. Athletes out there. Recovery endurance, strength, muscle gain, all this shit. Look at any of these. If I'm wrong, please tell me. If I'm wrong with any one of them, tell me, oh no, that's not where the the science or the research is. I'll, I'll fucking, okay. So it's amazing. And, I, you know, another thing, in my own life, I know that this shit is powerful. I know that I feel way better. I'm way more uh clear in my mind, you know. I have a lot of herbal tinctures but like I don't use them like I used to use them either. You know, I used to use them like way more and I used to like rely on them more. But I rely way more on just my diet now, like in the food I eat. And I just make sure I eat fermented foods and I eat fucking a lot of different you know, I eat a Kiwi every day. Gadget Low's fucking Kiwis you have something like 10 to 20,000 DNA mutations every day. You know, your DNA is replicating. Like, you know, you have fucking... It, it fucks up, like, upon replication. Something on the order of, like, I think... It might be 10 to 100,000. It's a lot of fucking uh, mutations every day. Kiwis help reduce this. And they're one of the only foods that, like, does the... Or fruits they're one of the most efficient fruits that does this so you know I used to think kiwis were too expensive I didn't want to fuck with kiwis and it takes a lot of work to get it <laughs> to get to a kiwi so I was like eh, I don't want to fucking fuck with that pomegranate same thing but you know I just I'm like well fuck it it's better to spend my money here spend my time here and get the results that I get because I'm not going to get it in anything else you know there is no amount of fucking stairs I could do. There's no amount of fucking—I don't bench press, but there's no amount of like you know fucking uh, burpees or like the those are all good. The other day I did a hundred burpees with a hundred jumps, long jumps. <laughs> Humble brag. This shit was wild. It's wild sometimes the shit I do at the gym, especially now I'm back at 24 hour and people see me. It was kind of funny too. The other day, I never had this. I was doing single arm snatches and these dudes started talking about me and everybody everybody around me was like watching me. And I guess it's kind of, I don't know. I'm I'm a skinny ass dude. Everybody else is fucking on the bench doing stupid shit, I think. So I guess to see a guy like, you know, throwing 75 pounds up over his head with one arm is is kind of impressive. These guys were all very like, at first, I thought this dude was talking shit, and I was kind of mad. I was like, I started talking back to him because he had one of those weight belt things on. He got everybody at the fucking gym with these weight belt things on. It's like, bro, like, build up your fucking back muscles. Like, why do you have this fucking weight belt that's artificially holding you up? Like, fucking get out of here. Like, <laughs> that shit bothers me. Like, just build up your own fucking... Stretch, do yoga, build your fucking core up, like build up the small supporting muscles around yourself. Don't put on this artificial shit. Like, what the fuck is that? Really grinds my gears. Me encambrona. I think that's what it is. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, let's go back to the pregnancy now. But basically, I mean, what I'm getting at is uh, or, you know, over this first five months now are we five months in yeah four or five months in now Maria has had a smooth pregnancy in, in my opinion she's a little more more emotional at times and she recognizes that and she knows that and I, I appreciate it because I used to be you know I'm the one usually we watch movies we watch shows and I, I gotta hold back my tears. Like I'm like, oh shit, like I'm gonna cry at this. This is this is beautiful. <laughs> but I know Maria's not gonna cry. But but now she's crying at things. Uh, it's a little different for uh, her body, you know. You know, here she had morning sickness. She says she had nausea and morning sickness for like two weeks. From what I remember, she only threw up one time. So that's what I thought was morning sickness, and like she never complained, like really either. So like, you know, here's a crazy thing too, like to think about that, right? Like, you know, and here's what I tell my what I tell her, and like, you know, um, because it's all like what we put our mind on, right? Um, I think about this: your brain is taking in seven million. I always get this. Seven and 11, man. They always fuck with me. Like, is it seven or 11? Seven to 11 billion points of information every second. And we're only conscious of 40 of them. So think about this. Like, where you put your mind, then, like, you know, or where you don't put your mind is what you will be conscious of. And of course, like, there's certain. I was going to say, of course, there's certain body. Sensations that maybe we can't necessarily uh, dial out of, but I don't think that's true actually. You know, listening, you know, I want to do a yoga podcast because of how passionate I am about yoga. And one thing about stretching I'll give to you right now is that stretching and yoga, people that do this more, they have better ways of dealing with the pain. Allowing the pain to um, pass, allowing to just recognize it and breathe through it. I believe that what we put our mind, like if we put our mind, like if we try to put our mind elsewhere, if we learn how to breathe and use our breath, because that's all we have. You know, right now where Maria's at, like she's, she's, she, she goes, damn, like. I don't know how much bigger I could get. Like, I don't have much more room. And we're only, like, you know, she's she's got four months left. And here's the thing, too. Like, it's all in her. I mean, she looks fucking beautiful right now. like, And it's all just in her belly, you know. She's not added weight, like, anywhere else. Because we don't need no bullshit. Like, I cook everything for her. And, you know, the one time she threw up that I remember. And... Yeah, I remember this vividly. It was because she likes this um, spaghetti and meatball from Zanato's over here. And we got this spaghetti and meatball, and she felt fucking sick the next day, and she didn't She didn't feel good. And uh, I pointed out, you know, the only thing that's different right now is that you had that meatball, and that, like, you know, in pregnancy, you're immunocompromised because... Your immune system is like, you know, it's, it's, it has to, the baby is a foreign entity and your immune system, instead of destroying it and creating like this inflammatory response around it and using white blood cells to attack it, it has to fucking shut down and allow the baby to just happen. So this means that your defenses aren't going to be as strong. And meat is just a real poor source of uh, nutrition, in my opinion. Again, unless it's organic, grass-fed, and especially organic, because otherwise meat can legally be shot up with all kinds of hormones, added with all kinds of bullshit. The way they treat the meat and the way they kill the meat is fucking horrible. All kinds of stress hormones further in it. These stress hormones are things that you end up eating, like it's, it's trash. And it could be, um, it could be infested, it could be, you know, it's often the source of um, of food poisoning, you know, and we often just, you know, we, we just go, oh yeah, you know, uh, we just deal with it, oh I got diarrhea, or oh my stomach hurts, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, now you've been food poisoned by like, you know, your fucking uh, meat. It's kind of like alcohol poisoning. I never, you know, it's like, that sounds really bad, right? Alcohol poisoning. And I used to, but, you know, all, if you black out or if you fucking, you know, have hangovers, like you were alcohol poisoned. And like, you know, that happened to me almost all the time when I used to drink when I was young, you know, but what I'm getting at is that like, we don't view it like, oh, I shouldn't do that again. we just, it's just kind of what, just the. It's just the uh, the price of admission for eating a fucking, you know, large McDonald's meal, right? Like, oh, it was so delicious. It's like, bro, fuck that. So, you know, after that day, we Maria realized, um, you know, it's just there's certain things for our own future, the future of our family, that, hey, we're just going to put aside right now, you know? So she hasn't eaten that again. You know, she's been really on about what type of meat she eats when she eats it. It's very it's it's not often. Um, yeah, it's not very often. And again, most of what she eats, I mean, it's just all fiber. Like I do a lot of cooking and, you know, it just I make sure she gets, you know, we have our green smoothies that we do every day. And then these green smoothies, you know, I've pointed this out before. Think about this. When you go to Trader Joe's and you see that fucking, you know, let's say you get like the green blend or you get whatever salad blend that they have in one of those bags. Those bags are five ounces, sometimes seven ounces. That's how I put that whole fucking bag in our smoothies. That's how much I collect from our garden. So literally from garden to smoothie like I'm going for five to seven ounces of greens and it's a fucking you know it's everything from kale to chard to purslane to nettles to sow thistle to chickweed I've learned all the the weeds quote unquote that grow lamb's quarters all this shit that grows in just naturally dandelion I just fucking you know I just go okay arugula like doesn't grow naturally but for me and my garden it does because once you've planted certain things like the seeds they're just there and they come back every year radish tops, beet tops I've learned all this stuff so I I you know we reap what we sow literally in this scenario here the only other time that and then also her sleep is amazing you know she's it, she sleeps she goes to bed later than I do, but with her job and with the the thing ways things have turned out because of the pandemic, she's able to sleep 10 hours every day, every day. She's getting 10 hours of sleep. And, you know, like people talk, I've heard so many people talk about how tired they get and how tiring pregnancy is and tired all the time. And, you know, we eat all, again, we eat a, a wide variety of fruits we eat a wide variety of um, fermented foods and pulses and beans and grains and, you know, it's just, it 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 hasn't been bad. Like, you know, we have to recognize, so Thanksgiving recently passed and her in-laws or her parents were here and, you know, Thanksgiving, you know it's Thanksgiving and like, you know, we're having it at my parents' house and so... Here now, there are certain foods that we're not usually, we, we haven't usually had, and more of it, right? So, after everybody left, and like, you know, that next week, you know, and it still having leftovers and stuff, we were like, man, you know, just over this last couple of weeks, it was like, man, we need to get back to, to how we were. Because we realized, you know, she realized, like, uh, she told me, like, you know, she was having trouble sleeping. And I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, we need to, I need to, let me get back on these smoothies. Like, you know, because we had a lot of excitement going on around the house and, you know, busy and stuff. So we were eating out more. And granted, we we're eating at these places that are like, you know, there's places on the, on the, there's places over here that are fucking really healthy. And the places, and, you know, her parents coming back from Salt Lake, like they wanted to go to places that, you know, these Thai restaurants that, you know, they they have good food. But but I was still like, you know what? Even with that, like our fiber intake has reduced a little, so let me get back on the on the fiber train, you know? Come on everybody. And ride it. Fiber train. Woo woo. For real though. Eat more fiber. I mean I hope I hope that shit, you know, really sticks with you. Like, a hundred gram, We used to have a hundred... Your fucking grandparents used to eat over a hundred grams of fucking fiber. Maybe not your grandparents. Like, your great-great-grandparents, you know. Shit. And it depends where they were. And, and, and <laughs> but, you know, our ancestors used to eat a lot of fucking fiber. And now we eat none. And now we have all these fucking health problems. And we have all, all these issues. So... Yeah, the pregnancy is going well. Our baby, we think it's a baby boy. We're not going to know until April, but this motherfucker's strong too. <laughs> because, you know, Maria's a tiny woman. I'm not a, like a tiny man, but like I'm not a big guy, you know. Like I'm tall and I have a fucking I have a I have a, I have a bun. <laughs> That's often like high on my head. So I think maybe I look taller than I am. And I got good posture. My shoulders are, you know, my shoulders, my shoulders are, I'm always surprised when I see my, my, uh, my shoulders, they're always really ripped, but like, I'm really like broad. Like, you know, I don't, I, like I said, I don't bench press. I don't have like a huge chest, but you know, I yoga all the time. So my posture is very, um, I have like a good posture. But I'm under 160 pounds. Maria, 115, 120, you know, at the start of this pregnancy. What I'm getting at is I think to myself, so like as a couple, like we can't be in like the, you know, I don't know what percentile is a couple like, you know, our sizes, right? But our baby has been consistently tracking in the 85th to 90th percentile i think even at one point it was like 92 93 94 i don't know it's like let's just say give or take five within 90 percent and you know so i guess what that means too is like out of all the babies like it does it's not babies for our size like you know it's just of all the babies like that's where our baby is and all I'm getting at is like, if we, for instance, were in like the 50th percentile of like size of people, you know, like, cause what's crazy is like, uh, I think it's crazy like how size works, you know? I mean, there's dudes that, uh, you know, they're bigger than me, but like, God, it's like, God, you're bigger than me. How are you weigh more than me? Like you're fucking soft. <laughs> Your posture looks horrible, bro. Like, and anyway, so it, it it's 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 amazing. I think how powerful the diet is. Um, pregnancy is going great. You know, I wanted to get into some. I wanted to get into some Buddhism too. That I've been thinking about. You know, I didn't mean to to go thirty forty minutes here on just. Uh. How our diet has been, and how how much this has influenced the pregnancy, but but it really has. And two, you know, something else now. You know, let me go into some of this then instead. Actually, like just things that have influenced other things that have influenced this pregnancy so far. Ways that it's gone for for us, um, because yeah, okay. Like we said, Maria's more emotional right now. So I've had to learn and it's been, you know, it's been a, uh, it's been very fortunate that I and her, but, you know, from my experience here right now, what I'm telling you is I'm welcoming all these changes. I've known that, hey, you know, I have to be more patient and I have to be more willing to say I'm sorry and recognize when I fuck up. And I have been. And in the past, sometimes, you know, we like to, oh, you made me this way. Like, you were acting this way, and that's why I acted this way. And, you know, then, then we both fucking pout and fucking, you know, I mean, you know how arguments go, you know. and It's like, no, like, they made me this way. They did this, you know, and you complain about your significant other, right? You complain about your fucking... Uh, you know, your parents, you complain about your siblings, you complain about your friend, you know, they fucking did this and blah, 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 blah. And really, like, I've been listening to a lot more Guru too. And, you know, um, I've just been thinking about this chemical factory that is me, that is Matt Wong, and that running this chemical factory of emotions I'm the one in charge, not others. And that how it is that I owe up to what I've done can put myself at ease, which will help put others at ease around me. How it is we speak, the cadence in which we speak, you know there's AI that's going to come out soon that's going to recognize your emotions just by the tone of your voice. Because your vagus nerve, which runs through, like, you know, it's the largest nerve in your body, runs from your brain down your fucking face, down your larynx, your throat box, into your heart and your gut. So it senses all this. So, like, you know, when there's a change in your tone, there's a change in your mood. And people like to just fucking act like, oh, no, there's no change. Like, you know, people like to fucking hold on to their bullshit. And again, like, you know, recognizing that there is a connection between mind and body. There is a connection between mind and body. And it's one to one. Like, it's, it's, there, there's no disconnect there. So I've been really fortunate to work on my patience, work on my own humility, I have this going on with other aspects of my life, too. And, you know, I'm not, you can't carry things that have happened to you two, three years ago and just act as if, like, oh, you know, I'm justified. I'm justified because they did this one, like, you know, it's like, well, you know, you're just going to hold on to stuff and it's just going to make you it's just going to eat away at you, you know what I mean like that's the thing, I don't want things to eat away at me and I don't want things to eat away at my uh, my wife or my fu- our future now at this point, you know everything that goes through her is going through our baby you know, so there's a lot more humility going around in the house on my behalf there's a lot more apologizing when I feel like I fuck up. And, you know, I just got to recognize, like, and here's the thing, like, you know, with, with the hardest thing to, I think, um, overcome is sometimes being uh, hangry, you know, hungry. And then you, you, you get this anger, right? Because, you know, you're just, your mind isn't there because you don't have the blood sugar or whatever. And like, or because you're thinking of something else, expectations expectations are the source of all suffering i I remind myself these things often and i think okay what did i expect right now and that's why i'm i'm acting this way you know what i mean and like um i used to think to myself and so i I really like stoicism and marcus aurelius used to play this game with himself to see how fast when he got angry he could not be angry I remember when I first heard of that, I'd think, Fuck man, how do you do that though? Like, you know, that's good to think of, but how do you actually do that? And the key is to just kinda like admit I think, in my opinion, is just admit, well you're the one that's wrong. Just fucking admit that and get that over with and then like, you know I don't gotta fucking, you know, put it put it down and leave it where it's at. Stop caring stop carrying that bullshit. You know, it's just not necessary. So, something else that's really worked for us now too is, you know, recognizing that all our actions are tied into our future now, you know? And having that, I don't know if we had a talk, but like, you know, we just both know that Right now, like right now the baby can hear. So like, talking to Maria's stomach, you know, talking, having conversations, like is is a good thing. You know, like, I mean, they're right there. They could hear us now, you know. And conversation, the words that we use, the cadence of the words that we use is going to determine how it is that this child is going to want to. Act and be when they could start talking. I have friends who have realized this, who have seen with their own babies, with their own toddlers, infants, as they've grown up now into little children, how they talk just like they talk. Good or bad. Be the change you want to see in the world is never more applicable than with your baby. This little guy, this little girl wants to be like you because your mom, your dad, you're the source of everything to them right now. If you're awesome, they'll be awesome. If you're on your phone all the fucking time and you're on a tablet or you need to fucking have a TV on and then when you go... With your friends, you give them your phone or your tablet. I mean, what values, regardless of the words you end up using and how you tell them that, you know, oh, this isn't age appropriate for you yet or you can't do this yet. What do you think they're picking up, though, when they see you do this all the time? We have an amazing book collection. And I look forward to getting more into this. As the baby comes out next year. Because I want to instill in them by example how it is to live best. And the best way to live is not to scroll forever looking for something to watch every night. And I'll admit, we do that a lot now. A lot more than I used to do that, you know. Um... Even if it is like finding, I don't even—I don't even care. Even if it is finding, you know, like in my my opinion, finding things to learn through TV screens, computer screens, YouTube, right? Rather than that, and that, you know, I get it. It's hard. I I, I understand the the magnitude of this obstacle again if you haven't seen the social dilemma i highly recommend it especially as a parent i don't give a fuck if you think you know what it's about go fucking watch that movie on netflix honestly go watch that shit i mean even the fucking smart ass dudes who created all this shit They're on this documentary lamenting about how they are addicted to it and they know that it's it's supposed to be addicting and they can't get off of it. This will be the cigarettes of the future in the sense that when we look back, we're going to be like, damn, everybody was doing social media and look what it did to people, you know. Look how bad it was. Look what it did to look what it did to people's IQs look what it did to people's attention spans look what it did to people's speech um comprehension reading comprehension look what it did to people's postures all this stuff it will be it will be seen in the future so our baby boy <laughs> he's doing well Maria's doing well. Most of it's... And, you know, here's another thing, too. You know, I'm a a huge... People think often because, oh, wow, you work out so often. Like, your wife must... You know, she must love working out, right? And it's like, no. (laughs) She doesn't love working out. She sees the importance of it. She's a fucking... You know, if she had been... She's small. And if she had been encouraged more when she was young, she would be a great athlete. She just wasn't, but she's feisty. Like she has, um, she can push (laughs) even if she doesn't want to, but she's, you know, yeah, our kid's going to be a fighter for sure. And not just physical ways, you know, but things are going really well. It's just kind of like a halfway, um, I don't know what this this podcast was really, state of the union, I guess, at the Wong house and how things have been going, what we've been focusing on. Um, But, you know, I tell my clients this too, like, you know, the most important thing and the most important uh, decisions you can make every day if you want to be healthier are at the diet table, or you know, with your nutrition, how you eat. Of course, working out is good, and you know, you're gonna gain strength, you're gonna reduce stress, you're gonna have better cardiovascular results, your skin's gonna be better for it, your mental state will be better for it. But really, you know, the food too has a huge influence on all these things as well. And during the pregnancy, from our experience and from what I've seen so far, it's no different. And I wanted to say, too, you know, because I had mentioned this, but something else we're thinking of now going forward, even. Uh, you know, this is the water podcast, and it's a it's an ode to Bruce Lee be like water. You know, water can flow. Water can crash but i think the most important thing is that flow and as difficulties arise throughout this pregnancy if if there be some in the future here like we've already talked about these things you know yeah we have uh we have our own ideas of how we want the birth to go and how we want um you know how we want things to happen but If it doesn't happen in that way, we've also already discussed that, hey, it's okay. Like, you know, don't hold on to these things. Just let it go and try to, you know, recognize, always remember, all we have is our breath. It's all, you know, right now, as she's lamented about, oh man, I feel like I'm already as big as I can get. Like, I don't know how much more, you know, bigger, and she'll get bigger. You know, but I told her, Hey, all you got right now is, you know, your breath, like, you know, focus on that, focus on that breath work, focus on that meditation and stretching and really like, you know, just getting into that and how it is that you can breathe and how it is that that's all you have. You have just your breath, learn how to use that. You know, I'll be there, I'll support you, but I can't take away from your sensations and nobody can, you know. I mean, we—that's a thing too with all this, you know. If you think you're gonna go through birth and just, oh well, fuck it, I'm just gonna get the the shots and everything's gonna be fine. Sometimes that's not enough still for people. Like, you know, sometimes I've 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 listened to a lot of I've listened to, listened to like uh, probably a score at least <laughs> of birthing stories, and you know, sometimes these women, yeah, they get this shit, and it's still not enough. Like, they fucking. They can't believe it and they're still feeling this pain and all that ring of fire and shit, you know, so. And it almost seems like, too, if their idea was that, oh, for sure, this is going to take the pain away again. Expectations, the source of all suffering when it wasn't going the way they thought it would. That's when they started freaking out. And so is life, you know, so learn to be like water, baby. Flow. And if you need to crash, thanks for being here. This will be fun for. I, I, that's, you know, if you're listening, that's awesome. But really, I look at these podcasts as timeless. And, uh, you know, little Wong, these are for you. You know, you get to know where Dad's state of mind was, you'll get to know the things that I find important. And why I believe that you are going to be amazing. Where you came from and the things, again, to focus on. (laughs) Gadget's over here now. She's going crazy. You going crazy? (laughs) crazy. (laughs) It's a sign. I look at everything too as a sign, you know. Remember your reticular activating system before I bounce out of here, right? That which you put your mind on is that which you will see. If you close your eyes right now and you think of red, you think of red, you think of red, open your eyes up. No, keep them closed. Think of red. Think of that color of red, what it looks like. Open your eyes. Bam, there's all the red. You think of strength. You think of opportunities. You think of life happening for you. The more you think of these things, the more you're going to find it. So thanks for being here. Little Wong, I love you. But really, everybody that's listening, I'm being more and more like love on a daily basis. The better life you live, the better life we all live. So thanks for being here. Support this however you can. Tell me it was cool. <laughs> That's always nice, right? Spread the love, you know? Five stars. Subscribe. Help me get to the top. Just help me um, be more searchable by other people. That's what that does. So, be love, be loved, people.